the mindfulness of mind. That's the fourth foundation of mindfulness. And with the four foundations of mindfulness, they just point out, they're just markers in the landscape. They're descriptors of how mindfulness can develop. And they can also be used as tools to develop your practice if there's something that's kind of off and you recognize that. So with mindfulness of mind, I think that when we're first defining mindfulness, that's kind of the area where we are. Paying attention to your thoughts. And watching your thoughts and witnessing your thoughts. And then the act of like learning how to steady your attention even as thoughts keep moving. Mindfulness of mind. But we have these flashes throughout the day. Where, uh, you know, these moments of suspension. And those are moments of mindfulness of mind. In meditation practice, uh, you know, it's like you're creating a lab for yourself and you're getting as close to doing nothing as possible. But because we're alive, we're always going to be doing something. Whether or not we need to, we're doing something. So it's just really trying to simplify as much as possible. To really be able to see what's in mind and what's in life. Last week I used a metaphor, it's like uh, when we're in meditation practice, it's like you can take a clear plastic cup and put it in ocean water or a lake, and all of a sudden you've got this telescope and you can see all these things. That's mindfulness of mind, all of a sudden you see all this activity, and you realize that it's not you. So many times we're caught up in that. So, and mind is very, you know, powerful and seductive and elusive, all of that. But the more we meditate, the more we realize that we're more than that, that mind is part of what we hold. And so, a lot of meditation teachers will use, I use this whenever I go into um, elementary school or middle school to describe mindfulness of mind, or just mindfulness, but this is a good description of mindfulness of mind. Sometimes uh, in the past I've taken a jar and filled it with glitter and oil and uh, food coloring and water, and you shake it up. This, this bubble timer, mindfulness of mind is like, oh, wow. And you start to watch all this stuff. And you can watch your mind settle. So it's a pretty good, pretty good description. And then it's really soothing to see how sometimes the thoughts do slow down and you can watch them all kind of come together. And maybe during the day, catch yourself in a moment where it's all clear. Like, oh, when did that happen? It's always nice. But all this mental activity, it's like weather patterns, you know? Some days, there's no settling. Some days, it's all about the shaking, right? It's just going to keep going. 
the meditation practice, we begin to see all that action. But then with development of mindfulness of mind, there's a shift that can take place. Rather than seeing all the action, all the bubbles, all the mental activity, you start to see the background of clarity and peace and spaciousness and basic goodness. That's referred to as basic goodness in uh, the Buddhist tradition. And we are all made of basic goodness. This is the basic goodness. And so we begin to see that. There were containers for this. And so no matter what is going on, we can still see basic goodness. We can still see that clarity. And then eventually with mindfulness of mind, at least um, it's a, there's never a stopping place. Right? So I'm just showing you as far as my understanding. And of the four foundations, I do feel like mindfulness of mind is still the one that is elusive for me. Uh, but another shift that can happen with mindfulness of mind is you merge completely with all of it. You're just the eyes of the water. And there's all this movement and all this stillness. And you're just completely merged in it. Eyes open. your habitat. There's a tradition, well, I don't know if you'd call it a tradition. There's a teacher, her name is uh, Judith Blackstone, and one of her primary teachings is fundamental consciousness. And with fundamental consciousness, you are sitting, and you steady your gaze, and you realize that it's this present moment, the steady gaze of the present moment. The steady gaze is a shared thing. It's not just you looking, it's the moment looking. It's not just you with the cold hands, it's the moment with the cold hands. Let's meditate. Go ahead and find a comfortable seat in the bolster. Mudras last week. And so mudras come in different forms. There are yoga postures that are mudras. A mudra is a seal. Or you can think of it like a closed circuit. And then there are hand mudras, and so you know, this one's the real famous one. Most people think of this one. So it's thumb to fourth finger. Right? But 
even to middle finger or ring finger or pinky. Um, this is a bear mudra. Um, holding a flower, holding an egg. Just hands on your knees is a mudra. And when you are intentional about the way your hands are in meditation, that's just cultivating this stillness for, for attention to settle. your mind's eye to the roots of your navel and find the very end of your exhale. Find the pause at the end of exhale. much as possible, get out of the way of breath. Breath just moves as it will. Sound just enters the ears as it will. to the pause at the end of exhale. Notice the style of effort that you're making. style that may be, the level of effort, and just right, not too tight, not too loose. the way and breath 
is just moving as it will. And rest in the pause. And have a chance to get in contact with the heart of the breath. seeing a drop of dew on a leaf. And even then, we can get closer to the heart of the breath. Closer to that dew drop. Like the dew drop, the closer we get to the heart of breath, we start to see a reflection of ourselves. Closer to the heart of the breath. Almost like stepping inside that drop of dew. And find ourselves being completely held by the breath and the breathing body. Right here in this moment,
There are people who are practicing in this room. That could have gone longer. Sitting for oh, five minutes or so. At home, and ten minutes is going pretty well. Bump it up two minutes. Try twelve minutes. Go for a week. If that goes well, then bump it to fifteen. A little bit by little bit. There are some meditation teachers, and even one of mine, who say half hour every day. And I, I followed that advice. But given the times we live in and the level of trauma that we all have as a baseline, and then on top of that, you might have some added trauma that you're facing. I don't know if that's a viable way of beginning a meditation practice. So just a little bit by little bit. Take three months, six months, six years, however long it takes to build up to a half hour practice every day. You don't have to get in a hurry. Some of you are primed for that. And there are some people at the very beginning, they're, they're primed for it. So go ahead. But even if you're primed for it, take steps toward that half hour so that you have something sustainable. Thank you so much for your time and attention. It really is an honor to share this. Go have a good Halloween.